What's up, boxing fans? We're breaking down Ward Kovalev 2. Let's get to it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Nice. Look at the lighting, too. That's production right there. What's up, people? If you're listening, you won't know what I'm talking about, but our lovely producer is just flashing the lights here in the studio to the nice Deftones beat you hear every time we talk about boxing, lovely Deftones instrumental. I'm Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Of course, you're listening to the AfterBuzz podcast on boxing, everything boxing. We're breaking down Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev 2. You can find us on YouTube and iTunes and SoundCloud. Download us, rate us, subscribe to us. Join me live in the chat right now. Um, if I actually get my iPad to work, then um, I'll join you in the chat here shortly. But uh, join us here on YouTube. I've uh, tweeted out the links. AfterBuzz has tweeted out the links. Um, and so you can join us in the chat. If you've got any opinions of last night's Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev rematch, let's just get right into it and not waste any more time. Uh, if I had one word to describe my reaction from last night's main event, it would be unsettling. Um, it's odd. I, I've listened to the great guys at uh, HBO Boxing Podcast, Kieran Mulvaney and Eric Raskin, break down the fight. And they've uh, they've given Andre Ward a lot of props. And, and I, I'm not going to take anything away from Andre Ward. I'm not. Because last night... And uh, I also hate to jump on the refs, but it's, 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 you know, we have to. So let's break it down. So last night, Andre Ward defeats Sergey Kovalev by KO, body shot, uh, in quotations, uh, in the eighth round. And referee Tony Weeks stopped the fight. Um, but there's some drama. But uh, we'll step back a bit, and I'll let you know how I had it scored. So at the moment of the stoppage, so through seven rounds, I had it 68-66 to 66 for Sergey Kovalev. That's one round even. Uh, it was a pretty even fight. Sergey's jab was working. Andre's jab was working. Um, both guys actually doing some decent body work. Really, really close rounds to score. I mean, you could almost go an even round the first half of every, every round. I mean, it's that close. I think it was Eric Raskin from HBO that said um, round four was finally the first round that didn't seem like a 10-10 round. But um, the changing blow of the fight was Andre Ward's impressive right hand to Sergey Kovalev's chin, followed up with some just unreal body shots uh, that Sergey believed were, um, were low. Sergey believed some of those were low blows. Um, Referee Tony Weeks did, uh, I forget what round it was, maybe round two, did call a low blow on Andre Ward. Um, that actually looked borderline. But like an umpire in baseball, once you have your strike zone, you have your strike zone. So Sergey got hit similarly in the same spot, was looking for a low blow uh, delay and didn't get it in the eighth round. And those body shots took a toll. And um, referee Tony Weeks stopped the fight in the eighth round while Sergey took a, um, what I, after looking at video evidence was a definitely a low blow. Um, and he was sitting on the ropes and uh, the referee stopped the fight. Um, now let's give Andre Ward some props. 
Andre Ward has found a way to just be undefeated ever since I believe he was 12 years old. He always finds a way to win. Um, doesn't mean there's lack of any, you know, there's there's always seems to be drama the last few fights. But I've never seen anyone take it to Sergey Kovalev quite like that and actually get him shaky on his legs and really beat him down. Um, and that's really impressive. Andre Ward is a supreme talent one of the best pound-for-pound pound boxers in the world, if not the best, uh, with some other names like Vasil Lomachenko. But here's where I'm going to start to gripe a little bit. Uh, it's I believe um, that the early stoppage doesn't help either fighter. You've now got a fighter, Sergey Kovalev, who... I'd say 70% of the media and the fans believe he won the first fight. And I would say another large chunk believe that the stoppage was way too early in this fight. So you got Sergey Kovalev who now has two losses on his record where I'm not sure if he actually deserved to lose either one. And you've got Andre Ward, really tough fighter, who got a lot of flack for coming back in the first fight and maybe won on some people's cards. And in this fight, was down on one judge's scorecard during, uh, before the stoppage and up on two. Down on mine. Down on Harold Letterman's scorecard, HBO's unofficial score. And now, after this fight, he's going to hear it again. Oh, you didn't really beat Kovalev. Oh, you had to resort to low blows. Oh, So now that we have two fights of the best he light heavyweights, and in my mind, nothing has been settled. And I have to go back to referee Tony Weeks. Um, oh, we've got someone in the chat. It's Claw Lobos. What's up, Claw? Uh, Claw says, Andre folded Sergey like a wallet and put him in a back pocket. Put him in a back pocket. Uh, money in the bank. So uh, there's a fan joining us in the chat that believes that Andre just destroyed Sergey, And he did. He did fold him up uh, like a wallet. It was... Um, it was impressive, but what's concerning to me, and if we go back to the eighth round, let's join us. If you watch the fight, join me here. Um, Andre really did have Sergey on shaky legs, and then those body shots were legit in the middle of the in the ring. But once Sergey went to the ropes and it was holding on, because there's about 30 seconds left in the round, Andre hit him with one, maybe two, but one definitive low blow that ended the fight and the last time i checked when a fighter is hurt and sitting on the ropes and the ropes are keeping him up that should be ruled a knockdown so if referee tony weeks doesn't think it's a low blow sergey kovalev still should have got an eight count there would have been 20 seconds left in the round and maybe he survives the rest of the round then you get a minute break in between the rounds i'm not sure sergey would have had the stamina to continue but we don't know, and he wasn't given that chance. And he's a champion, a former champion, I think should be given a chance. Um, but I believe the way that it should have been scored was it was definitely a low blow. Andre had a low blow earlier in the fight and was warned. So to me, it's not a knockdown because you can't get a knockdown on a low blow. Kovalev should have had five minutes to recover. And then you're talking a completely different fight. Uh, the stoppage was just way too early. And I'm unfulfilled after watching last night's 
fights. And we'll get that some of the undercards briefly. But the referees have to be better. I mean, it's one of the toughest jobs in sports is to be a boxing referee or a fight referee. But they need to be better. Um, there's no excuse. And we'll step right into it. Really quickly, the undercard, Guillermo Rigondeau, KO round one, definitely hit Moises Flores after the bell. Clearly after the bell. HBO played the replay a ton. And referee uh, Vic Draculich, who's been around for a long time, looked completely confused, calling on the Nevada Athletic Commission and not knowing what to call. And he had his microphone on, and it was just this weird scene. And he didn't know what to call. Well, you need to take control in that situation and say, I definitely think he hit him after the bell, and it's a DQ. So there was really weird refereeing in that fight. And then we get to this fight with another veteran referee, and he sees Sergey doubled over. But you, I mean, he's got to, you got to see that that's a low blow, and you got to see that at least if you don't think it's a low blow, he's sitting on the ropes, and that's a knockdown. Either way, I would have scored that round a 9-9 round because you got to deduct the point for Ward for the low blow. And you have to um, say he won the round because he definitely beat up Kovalev badly. So on my scorecard after that round, I still have Kovalev up two points because it's not a knockdown. So we have four rounds left. Kovalev a two-point advantage. You're telling me he's got to win... He's got to win one more round, and he's got a good chance of winning the fight. Maybe he does, especially after the five-minute rest period. Um, and let's say you think that, okay, uh, it wasn't a low blow, legit shot, fine. I don't know what camera you're looking at, but uh, it's at least a knockdown and an eight count, and maybe he gets out of the round, and then you're talking a one-point fight with four rounds to go. Still a close fight. Uh, we got more people joining in the chat here. Claw Lobo saying, first time seeing Sergey hurt. Sergey had his shorts up past Naval. Uh, Weeks warned him before the fight. Now, if you do, Claw makes a good point. If you do watch the fight, Weeks does point at where a legal blow could be landed. And he actually points at the white on his shorts. The white. Andre Ward's glove, his punch, hit him in the black part of the shorts. Actually, on the lettering, uh, the sponsorship lettering he had, which is way low. Way low. The consistency is what I want. I want some consistency. Tony Weeks called a low blow in the first or second round. That wasn't. And then misses one that's obvious. And then you've got Vic Draculich doing God knows what, uh, looking confused and befuddled and not knowing how to call his own fight. And it, the whole night just seemed very unsettling. And it's, it's just I'm unfulfilled from these matches. Um, we have someone else joining us in the, uh, in the chat. Um... Uh, the second and last. Uh, the second and last says, what's this? This is the boxing after show at AfterBuzz TV. Welcome. Uh, what did you think of the fight last night? How would you have it scored before the stoppage? Thanks for joining us. Um, I've done all the, you know, I, 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 it's it's not an excuse for Sergey Kovalev. Uh, you, you see Sergey in the post-fight interview with Max. Um Sergey actually seemed a little out of it still, a little shaky, because when he seemed a little just kind of disappointed. And then once they showed him the replay, it was almost like he something clicked in his brain, and he's, oh, 
it was a low blow. What the hell? Let's do something about this. And now Kathy Duva is filing a grievance and um, with the Nevada Athletic State, you know, uh, commission and and uh, sports commission that is. Pardon. So it's a mess right now because you've got one boxer who feels like he was one screwed by the judges in the first fight. Uh, I had the first fight 116 111. I think he I think he was screwed. Um, and then now you've got. Uh, now he feels like he's screwed by the referee in this fight. And I I don't know about screwed. That might be a little too harsh of a term, but I do feel like he wasn't given um, the time he should have, either on a knockdown or a low blow. And I felt like it was stopped way too early. And and that's not just bad for Sergey Kovalev because Andre Ward's a great fighter, and he really took it to Sergey. And to now kind of taint his victory with, well, you know, it was a low blow and, I mean, he had him on shaky legs. He Maybe he takes him out later in the round or in the ninth. But he wasn't given that chance. So now you cut his momentum short. And, his, and the praise I would have had for him. So, and, and boxing fans around. So that's why I think you're still going to see a lot of boxing fans reluctant to put him number one pound for pound. And you're going to see a lot of boxing fans that continue to not like Andre Ward. And I was talking to my good friend Johnny last night who watched the pay-per-view with me and we're trying to figure out why Andre Ward doesn't resonate with fans. And he's an American fighter who hasn't lost since he was 12, Olympic champion, the guy's on top of it. And I was trying to figure it out. Some guys just don't resonate. And um, he was on top of the world after the Super Six tournament and some big wins uh, back in I think 2010, 2011. On the top of his game, he disappears for two years. He had management problems, but you can't be gone from boxing for two years and expect to keep your fans. You just can't. And um, he gives off, in my opinion, kind of a phony aura. And I don't know, I I can't hold it against him, but he just gives off this um, persona of like, oh, I have to be cocky and... uh, confident because that's how boxers are and uh i'm gonna spew a lot of uh bs like it just it's it's not uh cocky to the point of hey i'm gonna kick your ass like kovalev kovalev's a jerk has been known to say sexist and racist things in the past but he doesn't uh apologize for him he he is the way he is and it's almost more admirable to be a jerk and honest about it than a nice guy and um, have the fans feel like you're just being a little phony. And uh, he's a great fighter. He's a great fighter. Um, I just hope um, he gets a few more chances here. We're going to talk about what's next for each fighter. I hope he gets a few more chances uh, on, the, on the big stage because there's not many more people around him at his weight uh, below or above. It's going to be hard to make some marquee matchups. So... Um, I would love to see Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev 3. You're not going to see it. Um, Claw Lobos in the chat room. Yeah, weird night, but Sergey was fading. Agreed, Claw. I agree. Sergey was fading. But you have to give him the benefit of the doubt that that was a clear low blow shot, and you can't call a fight when he's sitting on the ropes. At the very least, you have to say it was a knockdown, give him an eight count, maybe he lasts at the end of the round, gets a minute in between rounds. Hey, he's up by points on another judge's scorecard. Uh, we saw the other two judges. He would have been down even further, 10-8, if it was a knockdown. So he maybe would have had a hill to climb. But you can't let that, you can't stop Andre either. It hurts Andre. Like, you've got to let Andre just keep keep clubbing, clubbing away on the guy. So 
it's unsettling you can't let it just sit there so let's move on a crazy night uh, like i was saying with uh, also vic draculich the, the um referee in the guillermo rigandel fight if you haven't seen that strange fight guillermo rigandel has been known as uh people call him a boring fighter not fun to watch um and he was just kind of waiting for his time to attack moises flores in the last five seconds of the round he just grabs flores behind the head and hits him with illegal blows uh, and then a second after the bell rings and then is awarded the KO. Now, I think Moises Flores, I have to uh, credit, uh, I think it was Kieran Mulvaney on HBO's boxing podcast, um, said that he was putting it on a little bit when he got hit late. And I thought he was le- legitimately knocked out. But then watching the replay, it looks like he kind of wanted out of the fight. Um, so who knows? But it's, it's still an illegal blow that wasn't called. And that took 20 minutes to decide, which is just, it's ridiculous. So moving on to what's next for these guys. Oh, another person joining the chat room, uh, Zane's World. Sergey should move up to cruiserweight. Um, uh, tell me your thoughts. I, that's an interesting idea. Cruiserweight is an odd. It's it's really an odd division. It's a uh, you know light heavyweights had its stars. Heavyweights have had their stars, but cruiserweight not a lot of stars. Um, a few times in the '80s with you know Holyfield and Kawi. Um, you know, and there's other guys that have jumped up through there, but a lot of guys skip cruiserweight altogether just to get those heavyweight uh, um, belts or you know a challenge because uh, there's just not a lot of big names at cruiserweight. So uh, Zane's world, who would you like to see Sergey fight at cruiserweight? That's a that's a interesting idea. We're, I'm going to jump in to hear what I th- I think Sergey could do next. Sergey against anyone in the top ten in light heavyweight division. Alvarez. Uh, um, Beterbiev, uh, is it Beterbiev? I forget how to pronounce his name. Um, Vodsky, and uh, I like Joe Smith. And I think if you're HBO, I think you would. I think you could. You could sell that fight. Joe Smith just knocked Bernard Hopkins into retirement, knocked him on the ring, knocked him on his head. Uh, I know it was a 50 year old Bernard Hopkins, but it was uh, impressive. Not many people do that to Bernard, and uh, you know he's a young uh, American fighter uh who fans might like to watch now sergey might not want to fight in america uh but there's plenty of russians in the top 10 he could fight in russia but i really think uh, hbo would have a really good card with sergey kovalev versus joe smith um there's no politics there both hbo fighters recently i would love to see that fight so um um as for andre ward you know i think showtime and hbo have to make something happen for ward and stevenson Adonis Stevenson, the guy has been ducking any challenge for years, hiding in show, hiding in Montreal, hiding on Showtime, 39 years old. I think the guy's got some real good pop, but his his management um, is just terrible. You know, uh, Andre Ward wins, and he says, yeah, I'll fight Stevenson, and Stevenson wins and just says, I'm the king. Well, I don't understand why you're the king. You, you know, you, you fought Fonfara twice, and what else have you done? So um, I really think Stevenson actually is a good fighter, but he's just wasting his time. I think um, maybe Showtime and HBO could do a split with him and Ward. I'm not sure how well it would sell. Um, they probably want to make a pay-per-view out of it. But uh, Stevenson's been running from any sort of challenge for a long time. So Ward, Stevenson. And honestly, if Stevenson now wants to jump on fighting Kovalev because maybe he thinks Kovalev's got some weaknesses, oh my God, Adana Stevenson versus Sergey Kovalev. That would be a tremendous fight. Uh, we're joined in the chat by um, Antkit78. Says um, it was not 
low blow. His trunks was really high. Um, so it uh, looked like a low blow, but I hate people to uh, criticize uh, SOG, that's Andre Ward, about the low blows, but Kovalev was dirty the whole night. Um, Ant Kit, I'd like to uh, explain how Kovalev was dirty the whole night. I, I didn't see anything dirty from, from Kovalev the whole night. No low blows, no elbowing, no headbutts. Um, where's the dirtiness? Explain. Um, I thought it was a really competitive, good uh, good fight. I was really hoping for four more rounds of it. We didn't get it. Um, that's it. That's the fights last night. And so, I'm, as you can tell, I'm a little unsettled by it. It's uh, I can't wait for the next big card because uh, there's plenty of them coming up. A lot of good fights in July. Um, the ridiculousness. We can break this down later. We've got Mayweather versus McGregor in August. Um, by the way, Miguel Cotto fights that same night. Um, and, of course, Triple G versus Canelo in September. We'll break those all down, preview those. Um, let's jump into one of my favorite segments of the show. Uh, one second, actually. Last, uh, um, Keep the chat coming. It's uh, from YTBC in the chat. He says, Kovalev is a crybaby. Um, Kovalev was headlocking. The headlocks, I don't know if he was headlocking. Uh, Andre Ward likes to hold and also likes to duck his head inside. I think Andre a lot of times put himself in that position. Um, and maybe Kovalev was headlocking him a few times. It, Ward you know, was holding a lot the first fight, was holding some here. Uh, it, it, it gets dirty on the inside. That's boxing. And um, I, uh, the headlocking you know, is probably a fault of both of theirs. Uh, Ward dipping his head, Kovalev maybe grabbing it a bit. You know, both fighters hitting on the inside. Uh, both fighters didn't like each other. I knew there was going to be hitting on the inside because Kovalev was thinking maybe I can steal around this way because last time Ward was holding, I'll try to, you know, hit him on the inside. You know, Ward was hitting rabbit punches in the back of Kovalev's head. They were probably both doing illegal things on the inside. That's just what happens. That's when a referee has to control a situation. So, um, but watch the tape. It was a low blow, the last punch that put him down. So, um, uh, really appreciate everyone joining me on the chat here. Um, send the, keep sending the questions. Get at me on Twitter, at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Um, uh, we're going to jump into uh, this day in boxing history. I love it. It's one of my favorite segments of the show. And um, if I can actually pull up my notes, because, of course, being a, a really prepared host, I have completely spaced on uh the fight I put up there, but now I've got it. So this day in boxing, June 18th, 1963, Cassius Clay versus Henry Cooper. If you haven't seen this fight, it's great. Um, we're going to watch a couple different clips here, let them play through. Um, so um, without further ado, June 18th, 1963, Clay Cooper. Roll that, baby. What's that? Sorry, my producer's talking to my ear. Oh, we got some difficult. That's okay. Let me know when we're back up. Uh, the chat is hot. So um, um, we've got people really, uh, I think a lot of people that uh, thought Kovalev was dirty, didn't think it was a low blow. Um, and I can also explain uh, what happened in this fight. The, the uh, Cassius Clay, obviously Muhammad Ali versus Henry Cooper. Um, Henry Cooper is a tough guy. And you'll see that... Uh, um, one of the few times that uh, Cassius Clay gets uh, um, surprised in the ring um, and maybe some shenanigans happened in the corner. 
Okay, so we're ready to go. So let's let's roll that tape, baby. talking to Cooper's left hook finally scores and Clay was down two seconds from the end of the fourth round and got up just after the bell and he doesn't know where he is looking at his corner and something extraordinary has happened because referee Tommy Little has gone over to the timekeeper to ask something Tommy Little has gone to Clay's corner now to talk to them. And I think Clay has got a torn glove. Oh no, it seems to be all right. All right, so you saw some shenanigans there. So Henry Cooper knocks down Cash's Clay. And, um... And amazing shot, especially for 1963, where you see uh, the corner of uh, giving uh, Cassius Clay the, the smelling salts, uh, some confusion in the corner. Then you hear of a, a ripped glove, uh, which gave them a few, I think, five or ten extra seconds in the corner. But uh, Clay went right back out. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll play the very uh, end of the fight here, which ended the very next round, which Ali's prediction. shame that was a shame for for henry cooper there um who uh really took it to cassius clay and uh you know knocks him down was looking good in the fight but henry cooper was a bleeder and um and you also got to give uh props to cassius clay for uh coming through in his prediction ko or stoppage there in round five um because of the cuts um they fought twice uh henry cooper was game and one of uh cassius clay slash muhammad ali's best opponents ever so that that fights on youtube check it out um not a long one doesn't even go five rounds and then um check out the rematch as well um those two had a nice little rivalry um kind of you know before you know clay became this icon you know muhammad ali it was on his rise to stardom there so check that fight out and uh more people joining the chat here uh just before we go off the air um uh who's this saying um uh, we've got a nice chat here ant kit saying who at cruiserweight that's good besides uh, uh bellow 
Uh, Bellu, I think he means Bellu. Uh, I don't know. Cruiserweight's kind of a uh, an odd world, and then you've got uh, Zane's world saying Yusik and Lebedev. Um, those those fighters are good. Maybe you could even have a fight in Russia because Sergey's probably sick of the states at this point. Zane's world also saying once he has won a title at Cruiser, then possibly third fight fight with Ward. Um, there could be a third fight there. Uh, interesting that um, Virgil Hunter, Andre Ward's trainer, said that they want to. Uh, they, they want to take it to Anthony Joshua, who's now the heavyweight champion, and by the way, 250 pounds. Um, that could be a freak show of a match, uh, one that I would pay for if uh, Andre Ward could fight at uh, you know 210 pounds. Uh, it looked like Andre was a bit drained last night, so I think Andre can weigh more, but heavyweight's a way big of a stretch. But hey, Roy Jones did it, but then again, Roy Jones beat John Ruiz, a little bit easier of a task, uh, not a guy who's six foot six. Uh, Anthony Joshua. So, um, but Andre Ward has surprised everybody for years. Um, great fighter. Um, you know, he, he deserves the praise. I just wish he would have been given the full amount of time last night. And um, I think we need to see better refereeing. I think we need to see um, something in place. I, I, something as, as obvious as a late shot in the Rigondeaux fight or something as obvious as the low blow in this fight. I think we have enough technology where someone could maybe step in. You can't have full instant replay in boxing. It's impossible uh, to do that. But maybe something like that, you can have some kind of, uh, you know, someone that can speak up right away and, uh, and, and let the fans enjoy another round or two or four. So maybe we'll get a third fight with these guys. Maybe not. Uh, and maybe Adonis Stevenson will stop running from Andre Ward and, or anyone who's good. Um, I believe the next time I'm with you will be in July. Uh, it might be for the, um, uh, I think it's Takashi Mira versus uh, Bershelt fight out here in Los Angeles at the Forum. Um, I think we might be, uh, might even be going to the Forum for that fight. So I'll be tweeting rapidly if I'm sitting ringside the Forum. Uh, maybe sitting ringside, ringside next to my good friend Kieran Mulvaney who, uh, uh, from HBO boxing hbo sports uh, who who joined us here for our one-on-one uh if you like kieran what he did for h what he does for hbo uh he sat down with me last year for a a, a spotlight on here at after buzz great interview really amazing career arc uh and a really intelligent guy uh and a cool guy down earth person so uh maybe we can get him back on the show this year so uh we'll see what he's up to um they have a great podcast too um and so do we and it's after buzz tv um, boxing podcast. Download it on iTunes. Help us out. Get, get those view counts up. Keep the chat. This is one of the best chats we've had ever for the boxing podcast. Um, Zane's World. Speaking up again. Zane, I love it. Uh, last night made boxing look bad again. Um, I think it did look bad last night. Um, I think a lot of times when there are mistakes in boxing, a lot of times it's overblown. You know, Mayweather Pacquiao, the casual fan, boxing's dead. Boxing's not dead. Boxing's in a good spot. But this doesn't help. It's just, it just doesn't. In you know, when when I'm sitting here for a half hour talking about low blows and and uh, not who's maybe the best pound per pound fighter, that's bad. So Zane, that's a great point. Um, so I hope you all join me uh, in July for the next big card. Uh, thanks for all the guys in the podcast, guys and gals in the podcast. We Claw Lobos. We've got the second and last. We've got Zane's World. We've got Ant Kit YTBC. Thank you all for joining us. I'm Jared Gilkerson. It's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter, and we're going to put a bow on this show. So until next time, see you later.
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Box you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.